Welcome to Odinapod. This is Seema and today I'm joined by Abby. Hi Abby, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, good. How was your weekend, Abby? Yeah, it was pretty good. I worked um, I work at Boost Juice, but it was really quiet because it's a store not many people know about because it's just been built. Really? How long have you worked there? Um, roughly a year now. So, yeah. Oh, well, I guess now you've gotten better at predicting what drinks people get based on their demographic. And I was wondering how you would compare a typical teenage girl to a typical teenage boy. Man, teenage girls are so boring. They're always ordering a mango magic and I'm convinced they've never had any other drink. Teenage boys, on the other hand, or even guys in their 20s, always get the protein drinks. I don't know. I think they think it's going to give them muscles or something. But I know for a fact they're not going to go to the gym after that, if they've even ever been. (laughs) And I'm also joined by Esther. Esther, how are you? All right. Well, how was your weekend? Good. So on the weekend was the rugby game finals, which my mom played in. Um, She plays for a club, but my team didn't make it, which was all good. We had to wake up early to drive all the way to Elizabeth because that was where the game was held. The crowd was very packed. Kids were running around. Players were getting ready for the game. And there was delicious food. Oh, wow. What dish was your favorite? My favorite was the corn dog, which I ate before the main game that was on at 3 p.m. The crowd was very loud when a team had scored, and I can't wait for the semifinals to see who makes into the grand final. Well, we've got lots to talk about today, including the most exciting balloon ride ever, an extremely large cake made of jelly. But first, we're going to be talking about a crucial letter sent to the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control. You're listening to Odinapod. Hope everyone enjoyed that break. Now I want to ask you guys, if you could be an imaginary animal, what would you be and why? If I could be an imaginary animal, I would be a flying pig because it's a very stereotypical mythical creature. Um, I'd actually be invisible as well because I think being invisible would be so fun. I could fly around and have fun. No one can bother me and I can go and see my friends whenever I want and it would just be a great time. What are one of the first things you do as an invisible flying pig? One of the first things I would do is obviously go fly around, explore, and then I'd go see um, some waterfalls and then go save my pig friends. Okay. Well, how about you, Esther? If I could be an imaginary animal, I would be an invisible fly because I could annoy some people, but not only that, no one could really swap me. Another imaginary animal I would be is a flying unicorn because when it would fly around, it would spill out glitter or pink confetti out of the unicorn's wings. Well, you guys might be wondering why I asked. And this is because a six-year-old on a quest to keep a unicorn in her backyard figured she'd need permission. Young Madeline wrote a letter to the Los Angeles County Department of Animal Care and Control with a simple request. Dear LA County, it reads, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. Please send me a letter in response. Director Marcia Maida wrote back with good news. The department does in fact license unicorns. The conditions included polishing the unicorn's horns at least once a month with, with a soft cloth, feeding it watermelon, one of its favorite treats, and at least once a week, covering it with biodegradable sparkles and giving it regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. Confident that Madeline will meet these five requirements, Maida also sent her a pre-approved 
unicorn license for her future pet in the form of a certificate on pink paper, as well as a heart-shaped tag engraved with the words Permanent Unicorn License. And because unicorns are indeed very rare to find, the department also is giving Madeline a plush unicorn, wearing the tag, of course, to keep her company during her search. It is always rewarding to hear from young people who thoughtfully consider the requirements of providing a loving home to animals. Maida write, I commend your sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance. And Esther, you said earlier you would be a flying unicorn, and I was wondering how you would feel if Madeline was your caretaker, and why? I would just feel comfortable and just trust her to look after me, because in the letter, it felt like she really wanted to look after it like a pet with special treatment. Well, we've got lots more coming up, including a balloon ride into space, and how 160 eggs can be put into use. You're listening to Odinapod. Welcome back everyone. Now Esther, what's the furthest you've travelled away from home? The furthest I've travelled away from home was all the way to Fiji. I've been to Fiji for two times but for a long time period, like around four to six months each. It was very difficult changing my lifestyle to living in the islands because the food was different, the weather and meeting my new family was very scary. But then after we just felt comfortable around each other and played some games together. My favourite moment of going to Fiji was swimming in the ocean because the water felt so nice and cold and the wind would breeze through my curly hair and it was so relaxing. Wow, that must have been so fun. How about you, Soma? Well, the furthest I've ever travelled away from home was when I went to Pakistan, Quota specifically, and I've been there a total of four times. It is a 13-hour plane ride from Adelaide to Dubai and two hours from Dubai to Pakistan. My longest trip there was a year-long and I was actually born in Quetta, so it was as if I was leaving my home in Australia to go to my old home. I really love the street food there, and I love meeting my family from my mom's side. The reason I asked is because, weirdly, a hamster has successfully returned to Earth after being launched into the stratosphere on a flying balloon. The space ham reached a maximum altitude of 23 kilometres and is in good health after being safely recovered from the sea of Japan's Miyako Island. According to the company behind the daring experiment, the hamster was placed in an airtight cabin 60 centimetres high and 50 centimetres in diameter, with the same atmospheric pressure and temperature as the ground. One photograph showed the rodent looking wistfully out the window while 12 kilometres above the earth. A camera installed inside the cabin showed the animal snoozing comfortably during the gradual ascent. It is hoped this will bring manned space travel to the masses and the experiment was designed to give potential consumers confidence. Further test flights to an altitude of 25 kilometres are planned and at this height people would be able to see the curvature of the earth. Running in a wheel may seem a little unwhelming for the hamster now that it's got a taste for heights. So Seema, if you could go back to that holiday, what would be a part of it you would like to see by a hot air balloon? Well, I would love to see the many mountains of Pakistan while being on a hot air balloon, especially the different terrains, some snowy terrains, some wet and some dry. And just last night, my dad told me that Koita originates from the word Kwata, meaning a fort, as there are hills and mountains surrounding the entire city. But you didn't know that? Yep, I definitely did not know that. We've got lots more coming up, including a story about how 300 servings came from one cake. You're listening to Odd in a Pod.
Well, how was that? I really enjoyed that break, but I'm curious. What is the most amount of cake you guys have had? Well, the most amount of cake I've had was at my cousin's birthday party, and especially since it was my favorite flavor, chocolate. I often struggle to find cakes that actually taste good because they're too sweet or too soggy and the textures are a little funny, but this time it actually tasted really nice and I had a nice big slice. When I took my first bite, I felt a huge wave of relief and it melted in my mouth. There are also some strawberry toppings that I really liked. Well, I'm not actually the biggest fan of cake, so to be honest, if there's a an occasion, we normally get ice cream cake. So the most amount of ice cream cake that I've eaten would probably be a bowl the same size of a dragon fruit as a reference. If it's hazelnut ice cream, green tea or bubblegum, that's a whole nother story and I could probably eat a lot more, probably more like a rock melon size. The reason we are talking about this today is because what do you get if you mix 160 eggs, 8 kilograms of dark chocolate and 15 kilograms of orange jelly? I know, right? Crazy. But it was all to make the world's largest ever Jaffa cake. The tasty treat was surprisingly accomplished by former Great British Bake Off winner Franz Quinn. The giant cake, and yes, Jaffa cakes are cakes, which was the equivalent of 6,557 regular-sized Jaffa cakes. Miss Quinn baked the 80-kilogram creation in celebration of the 15th anniversary of the Britain's Got Talent program. The Jaffa cake was served to guests and crew at the Britain's Got Talent Live semi-finals outside the Eventim Apollo in Hammersmith, West London, with 300 servings. Hey, Abby, how would you like it if there was jelly on your ice cream cake? Oh, jelly on an ice cream cake. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. I love ice cream, but I'm definitely not the biggest fan of jelly. So I reckon mixing the two would not be a good idea. So I say keep them separate and enjoy them both, but enjoy the ice cream more because it's better. That's all we have time for today. My name is Esther with Seema and Abby. Thanks so much for joining us here on Odinapod. If you'd like to hear more episodes from Osh, you can check them all out at our school's own podcast page at archdradio.com. This podcast was produced by Seema, Avi and Esther from Osh and Esther for Osh in partnership with Archie Radio and Podcasting. Thanks for listening and make sure you're subscribed to this channel to hear heaps of other school life stories. Bye! Bye.